Welcome to Paradoxically Speaking. If you're hearing this, you're not currently on one of our subscriber feeds and will only be hearing a portion of the conversation. For full episodes, consider subscribing to the Perennial Meditations newsletter or the Strong Stoic newsletter on Substack. You'll find links in the show notes. Kreishner, is that the comedian who takes his shirt off and stuff? He yeah. Does like, <laughs> he's got like a... Uh, Netflix movie that just came out. It's it's actually kind of funny where he's like playing himself. <laughs> I heard about that actually. Yeah, and his dad is like so shocked that somebody would go see him. He's like, you've went to see him five times. <laughs> so I think that's like so so funny though. Man, yeah, he's funny too. He's very irresponsible. He's like these. He's one of these kids that never grew up, but. <laughs> yeah it's good stuff hey speaking of never growing up let's talk about love i've mm. got a quote i've got a quote for you let's do it love is an activity not a passive effect it is a standing in not a falling for in the most general way the active character of love can be described by stating that love is primarily giving not receiving and that comes from the art of loving by eric Fromm. it's good stuff yeah what? that's a that's a pretty good summary of, of love probably as good as any yeah and um it's such a weird thing to me though like in uh in the way of like summary i wouldn't necessarily say that it's like a like a sliver of it um i don't know i tend to think it's just so big you know it's like the like the what is wisdom question you know you you could answer that 20 like different ways and they would all essentially um you know not be totally wrong or like give a piece of it like do you think love is the is the same way or like, should we try to narrow it down a bit if that's even the right word? Yeah. I mean, I think one of, one of the things that a lot of wisdom traditions come back to is that life is predominantly about love, right? So like the Stoic philosophy is built on love. Christianity is all obviously tremendously built on love. And when you have something that's that complex, it becomes very difficult for you to really explain it in a paragraph. And, you know, and some people will say, okay, if you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it. But I'm calling BS on that because, <laughs> you know, try and like understand human biology in, uh, you know, in one paragraph. It's impossible. It's too complicated. And so, like, if you, and actually, that's a great analogy. If you can imagine the human body, there's no way you could explain how that works in a paragraph. And so when we're talking about these very complicated 
philosophical ideas, love, virtue, wisdom. You could argue that those are really the same thing. It's just, it's, it's to your point. Yeah. It takes a lot of unpacking. And the interesting thing about that, which was also your point is that you can describe it in many different ways and they're different ways, but they're equally as valid. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you what, that that's one that you chose a, a quote there that you chose to start with. What what kind of what kind of stands out? Like what 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 stands out to you in that quote as being meaningful? Well, something that um that comes up in this book, which um went through for reading in the in the Good Life, like a weekly uh, book club that I help facilitate, um, is like this thing of being loved. But my mind sometimes when it when it comes to to this, say you like read something and it says love is primarily giving, not receiving. I, I tend to think like what are the obstacles to whatever it may be? And I think one obstacle is we actually have a desire to receive love. We actually have this thing of focusing on being loved which can get in the way from this thing of of giving. Now, obviously, there can be reciprocal, there can be this mutual type of thing that that exists, obviously. But the other piece of that, like the receiving love or being loved, essentially, like from a Stoic philosophy perspective, it's, it's an external like it's outside of our control. Um, doesn't mean that maybe our own actions don't influence it in some way. Like, you know, who really knows? But I tend to think it's it's not even that helpful to even worry about like being being loved from others. But maybe that's too weird. I don't know. No, no, I I don't think it's too weird, but I think... I think that might be the place to eventually get to. Yeah. But I don't think any of us are really there. And and I don't think any most of us will ever be there. And just to put it really bluntly or really simply, uh one of the things you can do that's interesting is uh you do this in engineering to kind of get an get a sense of things is you can look at the extremes and then kind of extrapolate a little bit where where the middle might be or interpolate actually. So if you think about when you're a baby, you can't love, you can only be loved. And it's only in being loved that you're able to become a human being because somebody has to be willing to really sacrifice a lot, really getting, you know, sure you get some things in return, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, my, my friend just had a, a baby to my friends and, uh, man, it's just like a lot of work. (laughs) And they say, they say, you know, the kid can't really do much, can't really learn much. It's, it's just a lot of work. So when you're a baby, all you really have is, is the capacity to be loved. And then if we think about where that end state was that, that you pointed out, let's say the, the place to be, the ideal place to be is in a, is in a situation where you don't need to be loved just loving in and of itself is the fruit, kind of like like virtue is the fruit of this of this life. That's like that's the end game. And then maybe if we progress appropriately, we we go from being that 
that baby that can, that only has the that can only be loved into someone that is only able to love or only required. But so I, I think like it's it's like different stages, you know. Like we can talk about what the ideal is, but it's hard for me to say that it's wrong to to only be loved because if 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 that's wrong, then none of us will let whatever be where we are today. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting thing of the uh, of the baby and the parent relationship, and it it seems like like in terms of Fromm's quote here, like it fits to that, like in the way of like you're, you're giving, like you, you're the, you're the parent, you're providing, you're the caretaker <clears throat> in, in any of those situations. Like if the, if the parent is like looking or, you know, this need to receive love in some sort of way, then yeah, maybe that could get in the way uh, of that. Cause is, is it, um, and, and that's part of what like this particular book and, and many others talk about of thinking about love as a skill, like the art of loving, like maybe this infant has not developed, um, that particular art, the art of loving, you know, they haven't had time to cultivate that. You could debate whether, you know, we, we come, come out with a certain, you know, innate, ability but obviously i think i think maybe most people would agree that it's there's room for improvement there's room for you know uh cultivating the skill of of being in loving relationships whatever they whatever they are yeah it's interesting you say that about the parent and child because you know to your point a a good parent only loves and they don't need to receive love and that's that's why it's really really hard to be a parent presumably i don't know i'm not one but it uh, it reminds me of something that uh, jordan peterson said which is he says this pretty often that you only really grow up after you've had children and so i think that kind of ties in with what we spoke about earlier where like love is really in, in in the ideal sense like us only really having to love and not necessarily be loved it's like that's the that's maturity that's really you could say philosophical maturity at its finest yeah um maybe we should take a minute though and and touch on like if it's even possible like the what is love question i remember um sending something out like in in my newsletter, trying to communicate maybe a bit of like these different ways to to think about love. I remember putting in there like love as a practice. Love is uh, courage. Love is acceptance. Love is indiscriminate. Um, like these different viewpoints on on love. And I think another one was you could maybe tie this with love as a practice, but thinking of love as an action. Like, you know how many people, like the Stoics particularly, think of virtue, see it as action. But, like, couldn't every virtue be underneath some sort of umbrella of love? Like, it seems like to me, like, like take the cardinal virtues, courage, temperance. Maybe temperance might be a stretch depending on the situation, but it seems like... um 
like they could be under some sort of umbrella of love either for yourself for others for your community it's some sort of ultimate like pro-social you know behavior yeah and i think i would i I have to kind of define how i think about love and i i really i think about it as an intention so when it's an intention it's 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 intention and action is uh it's really complicated and it's not particularly clear to me where that line is drawn but you know if you think about if you intend to get better at something and you're putting your efforts into that it's like you're going to miss the mark from time to time but your intentions can still be pure whereas mm-hmm. if you look only at the action okay even though i'm intending well my actions are going to be some of them are going to be good some of them are going to be bad so i i think it's helpful maybe not complete but it's it's helpful to think about love as an intention and and an intention for what well it's an intention to to see other people flourish someone else flourish and you can extend that all the way out through the circles of concern so you can say it's an intention to see myself flourish that's loving yourself it's an intention to see my my family flourish that's love for your family my community flourish my country flourish the world flourish, the cosmos flourish. Um, and, you know, may, I've, I've thought a lot about this, and you and I have had several discussions on this, and I've changed my definition of how I think about it, but I, I'm more or less settled in the most abstract way that that's kind of what it is, is like everything is, is under the umbrella because it, it really, tie, that definition ties in virtue, it ties in wisdom, it ties in failure despite good intentions. Uh, and maybe in in another year I'll have another definition. But <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, is there any sort of benefit to like using this word love over like courage, for example? Um, it, it's you know, like another thing that's kind of strange is like oftentimes. Um, at least how I think about like the cardinal virtues, I don't necessarily always think about them towards myself. You know, this thing of like loving yourself, obviously critically important thing is what, what most people tend to say. Um, And I mean, that comes up in, in Christianity, it comes up in this book, the art of loving. So, you know, religious and non-religious thing. Hey, it's important thing not to crap on yourself all of the time, especially if your goal is to be a more loving person towards others. But I don't know, like, is it like, not everybody really uses, um, the word there, there's a podcast I listened to. I think you listen to it sometimes to Lex Friedman. Um, and, and he like, the topic comes up in a fair number of his conversations. I haven't heard every episode he's done, but in some of the ones that I've, I've heard, you know, it's not uncommon for love to come up and your boy Dostoevsky to come up in in an episode. It's like, it's interesting. It seems to be important to him. Um, but it, it, like, it doesn't necessarily come up much. Yeah. Well, I I think part of that is because it, it's uh, it comes off as a very romantic idea. Yeah, it just gets. Yeah, yeah I mean, you think about 
if I tell you to be courageous versus if I tell you to be loving. It's like they, they carry different <laughs> connotations, even though they could be the same, they could result in the same action and yeah. the same intention, right? So, you know, I think, I think we misunderstand love as a, as a culture. And, and, you know, and this should be something that we, we just mentioned at least briefly is that a lot of people today tend to think of love as a, as a feeling. It's like when you're out on a third date with a woman or, or a man and you feel really affectionate towards them and you feel joyful around them, a lot of people call that love. And I'm not so sure it is. It might be something that's included under the umbrella of love. But, you know, I mean, you can, you, you can certainly be sure that if you're, if you're a parent, you, you know this way better than I do. It's like you're going to do things a lot of times that you might not necessarily want to do. Like you're not feeling joy while you're doing it. It's just something that if it's an act of love for your children, it's something that you kind of just have to do. And so love isn't, isn't, it's not that, that gooey feeling that, that you feel. So as much, I, I do think it's a romantic idea, but I also think virtue is a romantic idea, right? <laughs> I mean, the idea that, that, you know, we, we have a good yeah. character, like it, it's a, it's a very romantic idea, but I think we have to understand that we have to detach it from, from affection and joy, because th- those are different things, probably included under love, but not love itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that's like an aspect in the way of a, a sliver or a certain side of it. Like you think of um, four loves. I think uh, eros is, um, you know, the Greek word that would, that would capture that romantic love. But then there's, you know, many, many different types like C.S. Lewis's famous book, The The Four Loves. But let me um, read another uh, passage from this book, because I think it touches on like what you're talking about. Um, Fromm writes, love is, is not primarily a relationship to a specific person. It is an attitude, an orientation of character, which determines the relatedness of a person to the world as a whole, not toward one object of love. If a person loves only one other person and is indifferent to the rest of his fellow men, his love is not love, but a symbiotic attachment or an enlarged egotism. It's coming off the top ropes with with that one. That That is a, a tough... Thing. Like one of the things I mentioned is like love is indiscriminate of this thing where it's like it includes everybody like you were talking about those expanding circles of, of concern. That is uh, like, is that something of the I forget how you said it in the beginning of the conversation, but maybe comes down the road. I don't well, know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you I think you have to unlock that ability to love all mankind. But I, I think uh, the key part there that I picked up on, being that you know you you can't really just love one person and then to hell with the rest of the world, is that love has to be aimed towards the common good, the, the common good, not just the good of one person. And and you can you can make that argument. I mean, if you look at 
if you look at uh, some of the historical dictators, for example, I think you could probably argue that they loved their, their wife. Could you argue that they really loved humanity, right? It's like, so then you could say, well, can you really love your wife if you're creating a world out of like that, that's full of chaos, right? And no, really you can't. So this is like one of those ideas that, that, uh, you kind of have to like open your mind to slowly over time, but an act that is loving towards yourself is the same act as an act of love to your, to your family and to your community and to the world. So you, there's no such thing as an act of love towards yourself that is an act of hate towards another person because it's all aimed towards the common good.